0: Hello everyone, welcome to, or back to, A Battle Within. This is a podcast about our journey together with post-concussive syndrome and the lessons we've learned. I'm Drew Neiman, and in a short while I'll be joined by Terry Neiman, my wife and the inspiration for the podcast. If it's your first time here and you're not exactly sure what post-concussive syndrome is, I'd recommend checking out episode number one. To learn a little bit more about our backstory, episodes two and three would be very helpful. Today, we're going to talk about the depression that Terry experienced after the concussion and, most importantly, what she did to get out of it. Terry also speaks to trying to be okay with the new you, a topic many survivors struggle greatly with. Hopefully, this episode sparks a few ideas for you or for the loved ones that you're caring for. It is important to note that Terry still has bouts, but things are much better these days. Keep battling. Here we go. Okay, Terry, you ready to go? Sure. So today, really what I wanted to speak to was the fact that you, like many other folks with post-concussive syndrome, actually have periods and at times could be significant bouts with depression. So I wanted to talk about that a little bit, if that's all right with you.
1: Oh, yeah, sure.
0: Why don't you give us a brief history and the lowdown of kind of what you were feeling like and so on and so forth. Um, and the feelings you were having, especially during this last concussion.
1: So the last concussion, well, that was my worst one. I think because I was also really tired of going through another concussion. So that played into it. And then going and thinking that, oh gosh, here we go again, recovering, trying to recover again. So that played into it. Just sick and tired of being, uh, of recovering <laughs> and trying to come out of a concussion. So... I don't even know how they happen, to be honest, but I just it just kinda grabs a hold of me and I would sink into pretty low depression. Near suicidal I would say. Okay. Um, I was gonna
0: ask you that, if you kinda how dark it went for you.
1: Pretty dark. Yeah. And you know, like the those days sorry.
0: Don't apologize, this is what we're here for.
1: The days like where I wouldn't even want to get out of bed. Like just getting dressed was hard. Just functioning, you know, as a as a person and uh, making things happen. That wasn't something I would accomplish nothing in a day. And I uh, knew what I was feeling. I just didn't know how to get out of it. Right. Just grabbed a hold of me and took me, if that makes sense to you, Drew.
0: Yeah, I, I think it does to me. I saw it as kind of grabbing a hold of you. Physically, emotionally, yeah, you know, and and mentally on all, all three of those fronts. I also thought there was some triggers that led to it. And if you if you don't mind, I like to kind of point them out and see if you recollect it, agree, whatever. But it was kind of my perspective. Yeah, go ahead. And obviously, you can jump in or tell me if it's different.
1: Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: So I thought some of the triggers that you had this last time around was number one, the depression didn't start right away. During the recovery process, first and foremost, I would say probably eighteen months or so in, where it was probably where it got the worst, because prior to that your mindset was all about, okay, I'm gonna recover from this, I don't have time to be upset, I'm not feeling well, I'm gonna do my therapies, all of those kind of things. And then something hit that I thought was really, really big and kind of setting you up to kinda of go into this into this dark place, and that was the fact that at that time, I believe you started to realize that your profession was in danger. And I would say that, that that kind of sort of was a trigger. Would you agree with that? Yeah. On the bright side, I know we're talking about it right now and you're getting upset. But on the bright side is we're going to talk about the things that, that you did to get out of this. And maybe maybe you can help some other folks at the same time, right? So Yeah. Okay. Another trigger that I thought that I saw was you were smart enough to know that there was some disabilities that you were struggling with, and you were getting to the point where you weren't so focused with kind of the fuzzy brain and then the pain at that particular time. So when you were having conversations with folks, you were smart enough to realize that you could get lost in the conversation at times that would frustrate you. You couldn't find the words that you wanted to. But I don't. Th- I think that was part of it. But I think a bigger problem that you had was this was also during a period of time, where most people in our lives are like, "Come on, Terry, let's go," talking about you're fine, you know, and they just kind of. Or oh, I got
1: you look fine. Yeah. Um, and that was really frustrating too because, I do look fine, but that's not how I was feeling, and that's not how I was functioning, and. So that was a really frustrating comment from folks on the outside that thought like just because you don't have something that's just mangled or looks funky that how can there be something wrong? Yeah.
0: A lot of folks with PCS struggle with that, Terry. Not the only ones, especially you here, obviously, with that kind of feeling. I also think that at you know, at that particular time that's also where you wanted to get back to things that you love to do, such as going to concerts or hiking or reading again, things like that. Which yeah, and they you... would just
1: set me up for a major setback.
0: Right, so because you tried and then you ended up hitting the wall and taking another two weeks to kind of get over it. Yeah, I
1: like to just say I'm basically a strong person and there's so many times you can try something and get smacked back down by this where it doesn't start to F with you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it just starts playing in your mind, like, how? are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding? How could this set me back again? When am I going to come out of this? So it, that's difficult. It played with me emotionally, mentally.
0: Right. I also thought that during this period of time, again, you were feeling well enough that you wanted to start doing things and so on and so forth. But you were also going through a time where you kind of lost community and you kind of came isolated and we talked about that in a previous episode, so that was going on, which I don't think was helpful i think uh I think also what was happening too was you were coming to terms with that there was sort of a a new you evolving inside. And you had to come to terms with that, which
1: was yeah, hard. But I didn't even know who that new you was. That <laughs> right. was part of the problem. Was what do I do instead? Right. Or who am I? Like what am I? What is this? Who is this person? Right. Like trying to understand me. Right. And I can understand why that could be
0: frustrating and uh, and really depressing at times, is because you, like many other folks out there, have a sense of losing themselves yeah. uh, due to this. You can go down that slippery slope if you don't pay attention. Instead of uh, trying to find the se- your new self, just feeling sorry for yourself, that could really send you down a deep, dark place, which for a period of time, you were kind of going through that. Would you agree? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I also thought that you kind of saw that period of time, and we talked about this way back when, too, where because you still didn't have the ability to drive. Or drive like you wanted to. You can only take the short trips to the doctors, or the therapists. Yeah. it's basically all you were allowed to do. The necessary particular... local trips. Right. Exactly. You talked about being a prisoner in your own head. You know, one that was kind of without bars, uh, or or a prisoner of the house. Right. Um. So I, I thought that also was part of the equation for it. Um. And you know, and we talked yeah. about in the in the last period about being introverted. You became yeah. introverted, which was part of the new you. And you struggled with that for a period of time
1: Yeah, as well. I felt like my world uh, got extremely small um, right. and really fast. And it was never like that before. So I had to figure out how to be that person right. in, in a small world and be okay with
0: that. Right, which you weren't, weren't at first. You kind of adapted a little bit. Still, it wasn't what you wanted to do, nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. So it was frustrating for you. Yeah. Obviously with this also came with chronic pain, which could obviously lead to depression. And as you spoke to earlier, even to the point of considering being suicidal, you didn't sleep very well. Yes. And I also thought, and we talked about this for for a little while previously too, where you started seeing a therapist to talk about your emotional state and Mm -hmm. you were pissed and frustrated because you just felt like Gosh, this isn't helping me at all. I'm wasting my time. Oh, yeah. Even the gosh darn doctors don't understand other than Dr. Rochester, yes. which really pissed you off from being <laughs> candid. Yeah, yeah, I felt like I was spinning my wheels. Right, exactly. That's kind of sort of what I saw. I mean, was there any other like indicators or
1: triggers, Terry, that you saw that led to Just this? Certain moments would send me spiraling, like when the teachers went back to school. Right. Yeah, every year the teachers would go back to school because I was out like two years from this. So every start of the year, and I wasn't going.
0: Yeah, which was doubly hard for us, or I should say for you. It was always an
1: exciting time, and that's actually when it happened Right at the start of the school year. But it mm-hmm. was always an exciting time. Any teacher could tell you that. We get just as excited as the kids. Right. And just because I'm not teaching, I'm a teacher at heart. Well, that's why we're doing this, though, too, Right. Yeah, Maybe help some people out. So that got to me Uh, um, greatly. I think that was always a trigger. I think
0: it was doubly hard, too, frankly, because our daughter, Brooke, is a teacher in the same district that you were at. Yeah. So we were actually witnessing the start of the year and her excitement. Getting ready. Right. And trying to find the ability to be both excited for her and also not show her that you were kind of bumming about it at the same time. Yeah, for me. Yeah. Very
1: true. So so I think it was a combination of things, like you were saying. So it was like the pain was there, and that wears you down. That makes it extremely hard to to deal in life. And then just certain things that you you loved and cared about, not being able to do it, whatever it was. Even like being able to hike with the dogs uh, was something I loved to do. Just get out there and go and be adventurous. I could not do that. So that's kind of all the bad stuff. The the limitations that I felt, like you were saying, with the whole just being limited, barred in everywhere. Mm -hmm. Everywhere. It was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, not for you. That's not for you. You can't handle that. So... It was a lot of, I don't like to hear a lot of news. Yeah. (laughs) You know that. Yes, I do.
0: Trust me, I know all about that. (laughs) And And I got very frustrated. Yes, I I do know that quite well. This is a
1: difficult topic for me. Well,
0: I I get that. It's it's not easy for me to sit here and ask you these questions that I know are going to be upsetting to you. Yeah. Where we're kind of sharing. Thanks a lot. And we're kind of sharing it with the world, but, you know. Yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but it's uh, it's it's much it's much bigger than that for us. Made the commitment to it. I mean, this is already episode number six, Terry. We're, Holy we're kinda, Toledo. Yeah, you know, we're kind of flying by with this. So, uh, all right. Okay, so enough with the bad stuff here, <laughs> okay. right? So I'm ready for that. Why don't you kind of uh, start talking a little bit about some of the things that you did in order to get yourself out of the funk or those types of feelings. And then I'll uh, I'll give you some of my perspective or my observations as well.
1: I had to try to figure out how to find new things that I, I found me and that I could be productive, that I could start to use my strengths and things that I saw that meshed well with my personality. And one of that is like we were talking about with teaching. So I started taking on my own essential oils for a natural alternative to supporting my body and supporting my emotions too. Just a natural because I was getting really frustrated with the, to be honest with the pharmaceuticals. Mm-hmm. Pharmaceuticals okay. and I never really was, I, 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 basically I rejected them. And then the supplements weren't really helping that much and, because I went that way. So I started going with essential oils and then that really helped me emotionally and that helped support. My low moods, it helps support that, help bring me some balance and help support my body systems too.
0: That was on my list that you found something that A, you were capable to do, and yep. B, you were passionate about.
1: Right. And once I started talking about that, just because I loved it and sharing about that, kind of found out that there was, you know, I was going to get this accidental paycheck, like mm-hmm. I like to call right. it, where I got like this paycheck because I shared it with someone, which was my daughter. And she signed up, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, maybe this is something I could do on the on the side during my moments of when it was good, which wasn't many and far and few in between." But no boss and nobody telling me when to work, and didn't have to leave the house, and I was safe, and try to do that. And I I felt like maybe that's a little bit of a rainbow there, like, right?
0: Um, you 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 felt like you were doing something productive, I would say, yeah. Which- was a very positive thing for you. Like it gave
1: me a little bit of hope. That's right. what it did. It right. gave me hope between how I was feeling and also maybe there was something else I could do at once I got better. Right. Maybe there was something like one I got better that I could put my heart and soul into and I could teach others. And that was exciting to me. And I began to feel excitement again. And right. It lit a fire. It definitely did. Yeah. Because also too, you know, I was teaching others about bringing in harsh chemicals into their world and. And why that was important. And I was helping others. And that is extremely important to me. Right. And
0: it's, I think it's important to note too, Terry, that the oils that you're talking about are of the Young Living variety. They're not stuff that you buy at the Target.
1: Oh, yeah. You no, know, absolutely. Because right. you would get all the synthetics and stuff and that would be right. harmful. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I started seeing um, a chiropractor who was taking my some of my... Uh, and again, natural ways, mm-hmm. uh, pain away from my back and my neck. And I was getting some help there. I was getting some more answers from vision therapy. I found out I needed prism lenses lenses, and I had convergence excess and started getting vision therapy, which I just started seeing so much hope in things again. Like, right. And I was dealing with it the way I wanted to be dealing with it, with people who were, it was functional. Right, and they were and kind natural. of losing it. Yeah. And, yeah, we were kind of working together yeah, to right. do this. And PT, working on balance stuff and going through tests of what was wrong with the balance. And all anybody who, I guess from that point forward, I was working with, it was more natural.
0: Yes, and we were also kind of sort of uh, hand-picked in a lot of ways, too, in terms of they were the doctors that you decided you wanted to go to and... Rochester let you go, or the therapist, things yeah. like that. Oh, no, but Rochester right.
1: lead, led a lot of that, right. too, though. And uh, I was very thankful for all of his recommendations and anything he's ever done. That whole thing helped me so much in coming out of it, feeling a little better each day. Even though there was times I still regressed, it still gave me that hope enough to hang on. Right. You know. I think there's
0: other things that you were very... Deliberate in what you did too, such as you made an effort to be positive in the way that you were talking to yourself, you were thinking? Well, yeah, I
1: started you, reading... Uh, well, I can't, first of all, I couldn't read. Yeah. So that was very frustrating because I'm just, an avid reader. So yeah, when I say I started reading, I don't really mean a book yeah. because I could I, That was really frustrating too. That's another thing that played with my emotions. I started reading via podcast... Not podcast. Um, Audible. Audible. Thank you, Dirk. Audible and... Listening, listening, reading, <laughs> very different. And I started learning about mindset and right. conscious language and how I was talking and, and started talking differently and being more positive when I was doing that. So that really helped me too. I started yeah. changing my mindset.
0: I, I think it did too. I also thought we started a thing around here too, with the, which we're going to do tonight is with the gratitude notes. I think that's kind of helped yeah showing a little bit that's bit, mindset
1: yeah. plus uh there was I was going to the neuro center the LGH neuro center by the way guys if you're in local to uh lancaster they're great so i highly recommend a- re- recommend that they had biofeedback and i i we were doing uh, meditation and they're all the fabulous people there were very helpful mm-hmm. too and so the meditation was helpful too right so that was another natural mm-hmm way of me coming through all this.
0: Yeah, I was going to bring up the Audible in terms, too, because once you were capable of listening to podcasts and or books on tape, so to speak, I think that really helped you because it stimulated you again back yeah. to learning. Which, I
1: remember um, Dr. Rochester re- recommended a book. What was it? Like The the Stranger in My Head? Uh, yeah, what it was, was that the, called?
0: Uh, it was uh, The Ghost in My Head. The Ghost in my, my Head. Yeah, something like that. I, I was a few exactly. months out.
1: Yeah. I was so lost, so frustrated. It's a pretty popular. Book, I was like, I "What the so heck am I reading?"
0: <laughs> I apologize. I'm drawing a blank, Terry. But it was as a ghost in my mind, or something. ghost in my brain, you know, ghost something. In my, I'm sorry. ghost in very, me, something vi- like that. Right. Very famous book for PCS, but right now I'm drawing a blank. With the yeah, second I would like to come back and
1: read that now. Yeah, but um, yeah. back th- back then it was kind of a joke. And
0: then uh, I also thought that while this is all going on, you also started. Uh, Finding stimulating tasks to do around the house wherever you could when you were feeling good. Again, going back to the productivity, I thought the lack of productivity was a big part of you feeling depressed. So I think Mm. whenever you could, you started looking for things to do just so you felt like you were getting something done. Right. Uh, I saw a lot of that going on.
1: Yeah. I started going to meetups, which was really helpful because I am, um, even though this brought out introvert type behavior, I am an extrovert by nature. Yeah. So I recharged from people and my world became very small. And mm-hmm. so how did I recharge people? Right. So where the heck are they? Right. 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 Are, most of them were working and not me. And I'm a working age, not in a retirement community, yeah. you know? Right. So I, so I just started going to meetups and meeting people. And with my newly found anxiety that comes with post-concussive syndrome, that was hard I yeah. had, and actually my oils came into play there too i just oiled up that's true i didn't, <laughs> got I didn't, some bravery from yeah. my oils I didn't, I didn't talk <laughs> and about, i yeah. headed out the door that was extremely hard to do
0: yeah and and the the meetups that you're doing are kind of like uh, game nights yeah like terry said we live in like girl Pennsylvania. networking stuff too right. and so she went and had a meetup group with people who are transplants to the area like we are, and then networking groups and things like that just to meet people. And I've really seen those types of activities really give you a charge. Right. I I also thought that during this time of you kind of working your way out of the funk, which sometimes, look, we're not going to lie, sometimes you slip back a little bit into it, but it doesn't seem to last as long or get as dark as it did earlier. Yeah, well,
1: now I know how to support myself better. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: But I also think that you've also come to the point where you are also more patient with yourself than yeah, you Yeah, there
1: was a certain, I th- if I had any advice, it would be to, it's okay to let go and it's okay to find new. It's okay. And that's okay. It's part of the journey and things change. Nothing ever stays the same. And acceptance is such key to this. And that I think was my biggest stem- stumbling block, to be honest, Drew, as I I had a hard time accepting.
0: I can't blame you. I don't know of anybody who would not have a hard time mm-hmm. trying to find I heard somebody say one time that their their son had an injury similar in nature and basically mom articulated it in a way of saying, My old son is gone, I have a new one that I'm learning about. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you, have, you know, the sooner that you can kind of come to terms that that's the way it is and it's going to be and not necessarily understand that it's going to be different, not necessarily fight it, yeah. but at least be
1: open to Think of it a bit like, think, you know, you're in a cocoon and you come out as a new little butterfly. Right, exactly. You know, you've emerged. And that does happen. It does. I
0: would say It does. You Know, even after 31 years of marriage, you know, the things are a lot different now than when we first got married. I mean, people change yeah. anyway. Yeah, people um, are always going to change, right? So, they're always going to change. So, uh, this is another one of the situations, it's just not by choice. Everybody, basically, who's in yeah. the situation, right? Would you agree that that's yeah? A, but and a I way think that
1: when you come through it, you just come through it stronger, it shapes you, and you are stronger
0: for it. Okay, what else did we miss? What did I miss? What did you miss? I probably missed a lot. I always do. <laughs> uh, no. What else helped? What else helped you get out of the funks or continues to get so you out of the funks? So
1: I love physical activity. Mm-hmm. I rejoined a, a, a gym and I did try to go. I have to be really careful with that because that sets me back. So I but getting out in the sunshine and walking and trying to be more physical is extremely important. But I think that's important for anybody. It doesn't matter that that's something I enjoy. I think that anyone needs to get out there into the sunshine and needs to be physical. It just so it's much better for your moods and for your and for your overall outlook. Anything else? Nutritionally, I had let that slide. I had gained my weight back that I had lost, and that is not. Did not put me in a good mood. Trust me, folks. You know, I had hit my goal weight at Weight Watchers, and then I had gained it all back. Yeah. yeah Let's you, be honest, gained, I was not happy.
0: You gained it back because of the injury, though.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I was not happy with it. Right,
0: I understand. And you. So what are you doing now?
1: Rejoined Weight Watchers and starting to eat right and clean again and healthy again like I matter. That does wonders for your mood. When you know you're mm. going moving in the right direction for the overall health, Like nutrition-wise too. I
0: think nutrition is absolutely huge. Nutrition, hydration, and sleep are to me are. You're trying to fix my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Terry's still having uh, sporadic (laughs) sleep uh, concerns, but uh, she's working on trying to be. Oh, I should mention the weighted
1: blanket ahead, okay, tell them. Oh, so I diffuse at night. That's extremely helpful. I have a sleepy blend of my oils, and then I put some oils on, and I take in like a, nutritional, a melatonin. Young Lumen has a prodigal immune probe. That's all very helpful. But there are still days where I just cannot shut it down. So I have, I think it's 10 pounds. A 10-pound oh, it's weighted. Oh, it's a, it's yes. pretty heavy. Pretty heavy uh, weighted blanket. And on the rough days, I just throw that on, and it's like a hug. I'm not moving and it just calms yeah. me down, settles down the brain, helps me sleep. Yeah, a lot, I highly recommend that.
0: Yeah, a lot. I was just going to say a lot of folks with PCS do use that, as we know. In the show notes, I'll put a link to where you know what they are and where you can find them on Amazon, that type of thing. Make it easier for you folks. Just yeah, they're awesome. So, were there any other tools that you use since we're talking about tools?
1: Well, because I had aches and pains, so you know, I always had a heat pad. And yeah, I have I mean a the, massage. Or, yeah, what do I you
0: mean like, to help you get out of the funk with the depression? That part. Oh, with the depression? Yeah. Mm.
1: Well, I love pets. It's a huge part of my life. So they're a big therapy for me. Okay. I mm. like to spend time with them and they make me laugh and they really can pull me out of a mood. Plus, we recently had a granddaughter and I love children. Yeah. And so I... she yeah, can,
0: she, she did help.
1: Yes, yeah, she does. I mean, the timing of it all makes sense. Yeah.
0: It absolutely does.
1: Yeah. yeah, It really does. Yes, it does. That really helped. I'm not saying get a granddaughter, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if yeah. you would spend time with things you like, I spend time. I like children and yeah. I like pets. So I spend more time with them. Is
0: there anything else you want to add, Terry, before we get ready to uh, close it up for the night? No, did I
1: miss anything that you know of?
0: I don't think so. If you folks think we might have missed something that would be helpful yeah. to, to help people get out of a funk or
1: feeling depressed, please please reach out to us. And not to uh, say that counseling doesn't work for some people, yeah. but I have to say reason why mine didn't was it was like once every three weeks, and I think I needed it a lot more intense. frequently, yeah. yeah, and I think that was a the problem. There's a shortage in this area. we're just kind of telling our truth, right or yeah, your truth. and I'm not to say that that right. would like I could right. I think that that would be could be extremely beneficial for people.
0: I understand what you're saying we're mm-hmm. we're just kind of telling our story and our truth, yes. And I appreciate you being courageous to sit here and be as open as you were to tell your story about you being depressed. And, and I'm proud of you for it. I really am. But the kind of the cooler part about all of this is that you also had some solutions to help you. You yeah. didn't have to get doped up and all sorts of medications in order to do
1: so. And then well, to they were making me more depressed right. because I felt like a cottonmouth and a druggy in a lot of ways, and I was sleepy. I, I was just feeling worse
0: that's about it that i have for today what do you anything else no i just
1: i would say uh, you know if you are in a dark place do your best to change your mindset as much as you can and and get help and get help try to find ways things that you can hang on to to pull yourself out as difficult as it may be
0: no we're not doctors or medical professionals we're just kind of telling our story that certainly is, is important to note is that you got to ask for help. There's nothing. There's, there's nothing.
1: hotlines out there too. You should probably put that in the notes somewhere. Oh, I, could, I could do people that. If people need yeah. any help, you know, like yeah. calling someone. If someone's not around for you, well, I could that's a hotline.
0: That. I could do that as well. If you need help, reach out. A loved one, whatever it may be. But please, please do raise your hand and and be honest enough to say that uh, nobody's going to be upset with you for, for asking for help. They're certainly right. not.
1: And know you matter, no matter what, even if you're different, you matter.
0: That's correct. I think that's a great way to end it right there, Terry. Before we go, please take the time to subscribe to the podcast wherever you may listen. We are on most platforms at this particular point. Feel free to share with anybody that you know or you feel that would benefit from listening into the podcast. You can connect with us at abattlewithin.com where the show notes and the resources will be available there. We are also available on Facebook at a battle within It's a Facebook group that we have the hopes to grow into a support group for all the folks out there who may need it as uh, time progresses and feel free to reach out to us and tell us if your story, if you'd like to until next time, for those recovering, show yourself some grace for those who know someone recovering, show them the same and give them a great deal of love. Take care. Keep battling everybody. Bye bye. Bye
1: everyone.